welcome back to another episode of Boba Chewing. <laughs> I'm eating Boba, sorry. Um, <laughs> explain slowly. I don't think that came through. Try it again. The Boba Chewing. I'm pretty oh. sure it came through. Oh, I hate that sound. I hate the sound of people chewing. Why does the sound of people chewing? No, I'm just kidding. I do have a question for you, though. Sure. Uh, and you're not allowed to answer what's your question. Um, the... The, the 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 Michelin stars. How do I collect them all? <laughs> Gotta catch them all. Michelin Stop. stars. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright so, not intended. <laughs> so no no no. So like, what is a Michelin star? And as as a non restaurant owner, like, why should it matter? Um, I think there are pros and cons. That depends on who you talk to when it comes to a Michelin star, but. The Michelin star idea started off, ooh, I don't even know the date, but it's like early 1900s, early 1900s or something like that. There was these two brothers, oh, I don't even know their name, Edouard and something, Michelin, and they- They are that, French. They are French. Or are they Belge? No, they're French. French. At that time, they were into like- auto mechanics and things mm -hmm. like that hence the tire puffy man yeah exactly and that's where the michelin uh, guide wow. comes from is that they would have these guides that they would print out and send to like auto shops and such and pretty much the guide would sort of like detail what constitute like good service, good performance, like the standards of what it is that people expect when it comes to like auto repair and like cars and like, you know, fixing car stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And that's like do what, a good job. Yeah, do a good job. And that's what these brothers do because that that was sort of like their standards that they set for themselves at the We're same time. High. Yeah. And so that's what the Michelin guide was. And then, but I think at one point they were also like food enthusiasts, I guess. And mm -hmm. they would, I, this is like years later, I would say like several decades later, they would go into like publishing guides for like food and such, right? But pretty much the idea is they would, they themselves would dictate, hey, this is the standard that every industry whatever you are needs to meet this this type of standard to be considered good mm -hmm. or you know to be considered worthy and it's like these brothers just decided I guess. they had high opinions they did they did and and they started off like just publishing these guys for free and then the war happened like world war one happened so then publication stopped and then they kind of try to resume that after World War One, and then, like, you know, the war happened, so things got put on hold. And then at one point, they started to, like, make it in a way where... Um, so at first, it started off where they were just handing out these guides to people, but then one day, they one of the brothers found out that uh, they weren't really being respected by a lot of these mechanic shops. Like, they were being used as, like, a, a table leveler. You know, whenever you have an uneven table, mm -hmm. you kind of stick something underneath to level up. Or for us in the technology industry, lifting your monitor. Yeah. <laughs> so so then they didn't like that. So then they started like turning it into like a subscriptions. You need to pay to get a guide. And, and it sort of like turned into a business for them. Right? Mm -hmm. 
And then it, I think it was like much later, like after World War II, that they started going in towards like the food business, right? And the idea is, uh, in order to get a Michelin star, you need to have like spectacular food, spectacular service. You know, the the experience needs to be like over the top, correct? And there's really no guideline in terms of like it's not like there's a checklist that like the restaurants kind of like check 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 there's really no check it's up to these people and it's all anonymous it's just common sense right for them to decide right Mm -hmm. so what they would hire people to go out to like locations like restaurants or whatever and then just do just sort of like what is it called it's always anonymous uh surveying like you're not publicly telling them you're here to critique their food or whatever you are just there enjoying the experience and then when you come home you write about it and then if it's deemed worthy like you're writing a a, pretty much a book report and then if you're if they consider you like deemed worthy then they will award you a star so it's not like you can apply either Mm -hmm. which i initially thought you can apply you kind of just like hey come to my restaurant and like give me a like like critique my thing and like give me a you know a rating but it's not that Mm -hmm. so it's all anonymous no one knows who they those people are and people that are hired to be michelin star like uh reviewers aren't allowed to tell families who that that's their job either like it has to be it has to be like it's super easy to influence right super easy to influence super easy to bribe people just to get it you know Mm-hmm. But just because you write a report doesn't mean like you're gonna get the star either. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, you need to you need to impress them. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's all I know about the Michelin star, really. So and, how many stars can you get? I mean, I think you can get up to three, but it's really hard for you to really get like that. More than one. More than no, I, more than zero. In no, fact. there there's some restaurants that have two stars, but mm-hmm. I I don't know. I mean. There are pros and cons. A lot of people think... And and also, like, they started off in Europe, right? And then they branch out to Asia. They branch out to the United States. So if a restaurant where you are have a Michelin star is because... Like, they, I think pretty soon they say they might do, like... Oh, I forgot where. Never mind Scratch's part. I forgot where they were going to do it. And it's, it's like something related to us is like somewhere in like tokyo or somewhere in like the united states that they're gonna put out a new guide tokyo a city in the united states where we live (laughs) tokyo uh i don't know i don't know what i'm saying i'm just blabbing really uh Uh, another question uh so a a restaurant we go to which i think spawned all this uh, it's called Din Tai Fung, mm-hmm. um, and they they serve like dim sum, mm-hmm. uh, and they claim all over the place that they have a Michelin star, but they have like a hundred locations as well. They only have one Michelin star at one location, which is the location that we go to, right? No, so I oh, think, it's not even the location we go no, to. No, I think the Michelin star is for the original location in Hong Kong. Oh, really? Yeah, and and so that that was my question, I guess. Like, I don't think these stars are shared amongst no, all your locations, no. right? Uh, it's it's for that particular spot. It's for that particular spot. But the fact that you have a Michelin star attached to a name, regardless of what location... Yeah, then you, you pimp that. Then is, that's publicity <laughs> for you, right? Mm-hmm. But that, that also, like, 
kind of like can backfire as well. I know when I was researching this a while back, like I know on Wikipedia, there were several restaurant owners that wanted them to remove the Michelin star from their own restaurant because like I said, a Michelin star is not you go and apply for it. It's people maybe hear, you know, hear from someone they know that, hey, there's a really good restaurant, mm-hmm. and then they just decide Heck, to go. Heck, there's street stalls with Michelin Exactly. Stars, right? So they just decided to go and decide to write a review on you, and you just happen to, by chance, mm-hmm. get a good report that then win you the star. So you might not have even wanted that. So then a lot of the owner, there were a couple restaurants that wanted their stars to be revoked because it had then it by having that star is sort of brought on like a fake or a false in like a false image or um an expectations that a customer might have Mm -hmm. when that's not what you are wanting to portray like when i hear michelin star i'm expecting like spectacular service Every all the servers are in some sort of like business attire. They treat you with respect. No roaches. No, <laughs> but you know, and the food is good. That's what I'm expecting: a good ambiance, a good atmosphere. I'm not expecting like a local taco stall on the street to be getting a mission star, which is possible. Does mm-hmm. that not make sense? So then, like, it puts out a false uh, expectations that the customers might have, and one of the restaurant owner that wanted his thing revoked like didn't want people to come and expect certain things when it's all about the food right and so he wanted them to take it off but i don't know if they did or not mm-hmm. and that was the thing because i know like you said like street food on the street can get a michelin star and i think there are some in vietnam that got it or in china that got michelin stars and they're on the street like it's a little cart that they push you know Mm -hmm. i mean i've heard something similar of uh so there's a sushi restaurant that they made a documentary of and the documentary is jiro dreams of sushi yeah um and i forget what the restaurant name is uh but that's not the important part of the story um so they because of them having a michelin star they got that documentary and because of that documentary they got such an influx of customers, uh, foreign customers that were coming, mm-hmm. and they, the restaurant owners, did not enjoy that. He at didn't all. like cut foreigners. Yeah, I, I don't think it was. Well, Jiro. he served Obama though. I don't think it was Jiro. I think it was his son that's now like manning the, owner, the restaurant. Yeah. Um, it like didn't like foreigners. foreigners coming because. Oftentimes, they wouldn't respect the whole process. They, they were can be loud. Brilliant. They were obnoxious, obnoxious or Americans. whatnot. Yeah, probably just being American. Though, um, I don't know. Obama did go and the, got served there by the actual, by the actual, like, dad, the, the dude, the original OG, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I heard. I don't know if it's because of the mission star, per se, uh, but the unwanted publicity... Um, did bring a client tell that they did not want as mm-hmm. far as restaurants. So uh, since then, they've they've uh, tried their best to like curtail yeah. uh, that kind of those kinds of clients as much as possible. So I can definitely see that for other restaurants that like heck, just bringing in the a different kind of customer that complains more that mm-hmm. doesn't appreciate like what you were doing before mm-hmm. like not all publicity is good publicity necessarily 
But I think at the same time, though, like them doing that documentary, they have to have known that it's going to bring up some sort of publicity, which then will bring in more people. And they should have like predicted that it's going to be people that they like and it's going to be people that they don't like either, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not going to fit the type of customers that they always get, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's pros and cons to everything. I I wonder, though, when you get awarded a Michelin star, do you get a chance to say, yes, I'll accept, no, I don't want it, you know? Or is it like, here's your star, and you're kind of, like, forced to, like, just accept? I, I guess that leads into my <laughs> next question because I have no idea. Um do you get like anything physical for being awarded a star? I don't know. Like, I, do you get a plaque? Or, I think you do get a, a plaque. Or, or is it purely the the name in the actual guide that is now there? I think probably both, right? Well, yeah, you do get the name in the guide. No, but I think you probably get some sort of like certificate or plaque to put on the wall to say that you're a Michelin starter as well. Mm-hmm. Starter. <laughs> Michelin starter. So. So yeah. Uh I guess yeah, do you look forward to ever trying a true Michelin star restaurant? Now that we found out the one that we thought had a Michelin star was a fake. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, depends on what kind of food it is, right? Mhm. I don't really care for the Michelin star if as long as the food is good. So yeah. Um, I, I hope to try one one day, I guess. I don't know, like, I guess on, on the topic of food, like, if we ever, you know, retired early and have a, a boatload of money that we don't know what to do with. Plus boredom. Don't forget, plus boredom. A, don't forget boredom. Plus boredom, we can open our own restaurant and then see if we can get we'll a Michelin. aim for that Michelin star. <laughs> Michelin star, that's the goal. We've done our research, we know what it takes. <laughs> Just got to have common sense, right? Uh-huh. I guess if you could have a restaurant, what would it be? Mine? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Uh, can I have five restaurants? That way I can just like list no, out all my favorites? No, we only have one boatload of money. Oh, not, one boatload of money. Not five. <laughs> okay. Um, it would have to be a Yak Yak restaurant. A <laughs> Yak Yak? What's a Yak Yak? A Yak Yak restaurant is our uh, our friendly term for a Yakitori restaurant. Which or is kushiyaki if you want to be uh, more proper because, like, we consider beef tongue part of the dining experience. Which is what? What is yakitori? Uh, go to episode uh, 28. I don't know no. what episode is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we have an episode on yakitori. It's basically skewered meat. Um, but, barbecued. Yeah, barbecued on a charcoal fire uh, with uh, sweet and savory sauces. And it is delicious. So, yeah. It's not really kebabs. Like, if you envision kebabs in your head, uh, it's the wrong flavor and much less dry. And it's also presented in a better looking way. Yeah, and you can eat tons of them because they're tiny. Yeah, they're little tiny skews. They're not like a giant stick of Mm -hmm. meat and vegetables. Think of it this way. Uh, Fancy sushi, but for meat. Fancy meat stick. Fancy meat stick. (laughs) <laughs> what about you if you could open a restaurant what would it be um i think i would want like a Vietnamese restaurant to help educate people and help expand people's like 
cuisine, repertoire, whatever the word is, you know. And I don't know, educate people on different cultures, hmm. you know. And we're going to do it differently from all the Vietnamese restaurants that anyone has ever been to, which is... There's not going to be any fall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. Oh. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>